Hello, everyone. Hi! You're listening to Scary Stories from Camp Roanoke. This is a podcast where we tell each other true scary stories. I'm Katie Wiggins. I'm Morgan Driscoll. Let's begin, shall we? (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to take you to a... Oh, God. So last time we went to Las Vegas. Of course. Which was, frankly, a bummer. (laughs) It was a bummer in general. Yes. But entertaining, nonetheless. Right. So, I wanted to, I don't know, go someplace a little fun, a little flirty, a little uh, prone to natural disasters. Minnesota? (laughs) (laughs) My coffee. Minnesota is is flirty, but it is not where we're going. Damn. Um, I wanted to take us. (laughs) <laughs> to the most dangerous side of the Sierra Nevada mountains. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, and okay. who better, who better to curate this journey than the Weather Channel? Oh, good. I love <laughs> That's right, kids. It's another Weather Channel episode brought to you by American Supernatural. Oh, it is a dream so that they created a paranormal television show that also heavily incorporates meteorology. <laughs> it's what the world's been asking for. <laughs> Finally got what we wanted. I love being scared and I love history, but I just wish I knew more about the weather systems affecting <laughs> the area. Well, now you don't have to look any further. American Supernatural exists. Oh my god. <laughs> So we're going to Bodie, California. Bodie, California is a uh, state park, actually, because it is a huge fucking ghost town. How do you spell Bodie? B-O-D-I-E. Okay. Bodie. I just couldn't see it in my head and that was bothering me, you know? Right. So it's basically a massive expanse of a town that was just abandoned in about the 1870s and everything has been left there furniture and glasses and curtains and everything clothes left and um and there's a curse associated with this massive ghost town Ah! and the Bodhi curse is as follows it's really one of the most straightforward curses we've come across um if you take anything from the ghost town back to your home, you will be plagued with bad luck until you bring it back. Oh, God. So I'm going to start. Simple yet effective. Definitely. It's got a good core meaning to it. Mm-hmm. Don't take what isn't yours or you will be heartily punished. I'm going to start with the history of Bodhi and how uh, people think it came to be cursed. So in 1849, I've I would really love there to be just like a little bit of like guitar music, like yeah, like guitar in the background, like getting ready for me to. The year is 1849. The gold rush is on, and many high hopefalutin prospectors are headed to the west to see if they can try their hand. (laughs) This just gets too intense. I was actually. I was thinking of like a slide guitar. Like, you know, that kind of. Ooh, 
yeah. Like, makes you think of the desert. Mine was like a banjo being tuned at the beginning. Like a... <laughs> And then, bang, 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 I would say almost 100% that is the case. <laughs> I'm going to be poor and sweaty. I think they started out poor and sweaty. Well, they were in the Northeast, so they had a little you bit can, more cold. There was still no air conditioning out there. Oh, there's that's no air true. conditioning anywhere. And it's there's still no fucking air conditioning here. It's fucking stupid. Ugh, the heater anyway. was on at work the other day. Oh, good. A bunch it's of not heated, bloated animals. Yeah. I was like, I smell burnt hair. Does that mean the heater's coming on? Yes. Does it mean death cometh? Because I'm ready. <laughs> okay. W.S. Bodie is a man. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> He's from Poughkeepsie, New York. <gasps> I, uh, yeah, that's a fun word. It is. And he was one of the many prospectors that were trying to come to the West and strike it rich. And I don't think people understand how astonishing it was that people were poor people with no other background and or association with wealth were just mining for fucking gold and then would suddenly just get these astonishing fortunes. Um, so it really was this incredible, unbelievable, get rich quick method, which worked on very few people. But then eventually it got to be where most people, I think, were just dying and yeah. <laughs> nobody was because eventually all the gold got taken up similar somewhat to uh how pyramid schemes work but people still that's not what this podcast is about they spend millions and millions on labor and machinery and they barely they make a lot but they only make enough to sometimes cover costs are you talking about literal gold digging mm-hmm. how do you know about gold digging um Gold rush. Well, I know Roger like... got a nice new job. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, there's like five different shows on the History Channel about gold digging, and my dad is a fervent watcher. He wa- we watch Parker Schnabel. We we watch the show. They never Why make the money. Fuck? Sometimes they lose a lot of money. That's exactly it. And it's dangerous. People still fucking do that. Yeah, people All also. That- do this thing where they go in like rivers and different bodies of water and they mm-hmm. excavate big like logs mm-hmm. at the bottom and they sell it for money. People for some like if they're in okay condition, people will spend a lot of money on big logs. There's got to be a better way to make money. Yeah. <laughs> There's got to be. <laughs> uh you think <laughs> cuz all the easy to get gold has been got. Yeah. It's had been already gotten. She'd been done already had herses. Right. Well, yeah. it hadn't been at this point. Right. W.S. Bodie, trying to get rich in 1849. After realizing that the western side of the Sierra was cleaned out of any gold, he had been looking for like nine years. Ooh. He's like, fuck, there's no fucking gold, but I'm going to do what nobody else has done, and that's go 
to the eastern side. Now, there's a reason why people had not gone to the eastern side, but we'll get into that. <laughs> it's weather related. <laughs> so uh, he moved to the eastern side, which was largely untouched. He's convinced there's gold there, and he's going to be the first to find it and have his fucking name on the plot. I'm buying that. He ended up... Oh, wait. So he matched up with another person. <laughs> another person known as E.S. Taylor, also referred to as Black Taylor. And I wish I could give you a better reason other than he had darker skin. Um, for that nickname. Oh. Really curious how that one picked up, because you'd think that wouldn't be an interesting enough fact about yourself to just constitute its own nickname. Maybe he was constantly surrounded with other Taylor people. It was like a group of friends, and they were like... Because <laughs> that's a mean, thing Tom guys Taylor? do. No, Black Taylor. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just... Mm, okay. <laughs> Uh, and he was supposedly half Cherokee, and that will come into effect. Now, there was a lot of, uh, as a side note, hostility between miners and the native population, because the native population um, had a lot of respect for the land and believed that the we gold should stay where that. it was basically yeah. made and should continue to stay there untouched. Funnily enough, Americans did not have that perspective. <laughs> I mean, non-Native Americans. Uh, we'll refer to them here as traitors. Um, so, <laughs> the area. The reason that uh, a lot of people did not go to that side of the mountain is because it's pretty much only workable during the summer months. But even during the summer months... It's fucking bleak. You are digging up on plateaus, which brings you closer to the sun. There's no fucking shade. It You are just completely exposed. And Ugh. there's low humidity because you have a high altitude. So you're even more likely to get dehydrated. Gross. Right. So they're out there working in the summer months. They do eventually find gold. Ooh. Yep. And after they found it, they scramble to get as much of it as they can before right. winter descends. Now, they're pushing their luck, though, because it starts to get fucked up around October. They always push it too far. They always do. Icarus flies too close to the sun. Mm-hmm. So, he, uh, they're like, why don't we just make one last trip? I'm sure it'll be chill. <laughs> Greedy. One last heist. So, yes. For all the money. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm out of the business, I promise. <laughs> so, they make a trip for supplies. And, uh, it's on their way back that an unexpected storm brews ah! and descends upon them. Now... The snow in this area and the winters are unbelievably intense. Um, it can get up to negative 50 something degrees. Oh my God. Fucking crazy. California? 
Yeah. Ugh. In the mountains, man. Um, if you'll remember from, uh, I think the last weather episode I did on the, like, winter witch, we were talking about how, like, negative, like, 15 degrees, if you're out there for, like, 15 minutes and you don't have the proper gear, you can start going into the processes of hypothermia and you can eventually die. That's in negative 15. So, just for some perspective. No gold digger. Had a coat. <laughs> no good for nothing. Gold digger has got a coat on him, he or at least a sufficient long coat. Johns, maybe a suspender, just a one single suspender. <laughs> he could suspend <laughs> one thing, <laughs> <laughs> and it was half his pants. Uh, or you could put the suspender in the middle, like over the central oh, button, yeah. and then just do it around your neck. And then around the back, right up the middle. Ooh. So you've just got some floppy sides. Yeah, no butt crack. I'm done. No butt crack. <laughs> I think that was the original slogan of the invention of suspenders. No butt crack. <laughs> so snow starts falling. And it starts falling hard. Oh, God feet and feet of snow. They're trying to get home. They're only a mile away from their cabin. No. But Bodie is losing energy. He's losing physical capacity to move. So his partner, Taylor, is trying to to carry him. This proves impossible. Oh, God. Or so the story goes. So he wraps him in a blanket Leaves him there with the intention of coming back once he's gotten back to the cabin and rested. Oh, God. Which is essentially a death sentence. Yeah, to there's no. There's no. I mean, only a mile away, you'd think there'd be some fucking way. Just yeah. like drag him behind you. Yeah. Um, so. Throw him a couple feet. You shuffle. Throw him. Ooh, it's like, it, like or he, he could do like, ooh, like when I have to take out the trash at work, I'll sometimes swing it up, I'll walk to it, I'll swing it up, I'll walk to it. <laughs> there. Trash. Or, or he could do the- Gold diggers. Just shuffle really fast with or his body. Or he could get a brush and brush <laughs> really, really fast in front of the body, and then it'll ev- and then just, like, kick it a bit, and then it'll slide on down. But that we're depending on elevation. The, we, we don't know what the incline was like. <laughs> so, wraps Bodhi in a blanket and is like, peace, brother. Sorry. Brother, <laughs> um... So he goes back, so Taylor goes back to the cabin. Apparently he goes out looking for him periodically, but it isn't until May that the snow is finally down. Oh my god. So they find Bodhi's remains. Yeah. Now people think that the curse stems from Bodhi's desire for revenge against E.S. Taylor. For not bringing him back to the cabin. Because it was less than a mile away. Yeah, but... People think that he was motivated by the gold. That he wanted all of it for himself. And that he wasn't going to go the extra mile. The literal uh, extra oh. single mile. To uh, to save somebody it. who he's only known for a month. 
who he's only been prospecting with, which I imagine is not like the most bonding. Yeah, yeah they don't experience. seem to care for each other too much on the show. <laughs> in the in the gold digging show. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like the personality of someone that's going to, like, endanger their life for extreme wealth. And it's not even extreme wealth. They know they're not going to make any money. They're like, I hope we break even. (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking talking about the prospectors back then. The prospectors (laughs) now. I mean, it's like be miserable in your day to day life and die or maybe get rich. And instead be miserable and die. I'd take the chance. There's got to be another option. Why do these people have to be miserable every day? Because it's the past. It's the 1800s. Oh, you, see, we're, we're jumping oh, timelines. Sorry. I thought you were talking about... <laughs> I thought you were talking about the recent gold dig- And I was like, there's got to be another thing for there's them to do. There's got to be a better way. <laughs> no. Not in the past. There wasn't. Uh, not in the past. But you can at least stay out of goddamn mountains like... Okay. Anyway, (laughs) that's where people think that the curse came from. Now, people think that the first action of the curse, the first evidence of the curse is when uh, E.S. Taylor was eventually beheaded and scalped by local natives. Not the band. (laughs) Local native people. Um, Ooh. and, uh, and they talked to a Native American woman who was just like, they're like, she was like, beheading and scalping is pretty personal and pretty violent. So there may have been some aggression between the Native people against him specifically because he was Native for mining. And they thought that that was maybe traitorous behavior. So they were like, hey, fuck you in the most profound personal way. <laughs> Just a little personal touch, like a handwritten note, uh, a beheaded, you know, tomahawked man. Um, not sure if you can use tomahawked as a verb, but I, I'll allow it. Thank you, Morgan. <laughs> as the, the grammar um, source on the show. So, <laughs> I'll allow it. I mean, we both got our St. Ambrose education. If there's anything I can take from that, it's a profound knowledge we of grammar. We both know all the, the, what are the, I don't even know what they're called. Prepositions. Prepositions. Yes, so, that was the first action of the curse. They were saying that Bodhi had somehow influenced the natives to scalp this motherfucker. <laughs> I'm not sure if I see Probably that as a an healthy of the coincidence. Curse. See- <laughs> but I'm sure he was pleased. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Uh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean I yeah, sure. So that's that's the first. Then um in 1875 People finally get out to the area that Bodhi had originally gone to. And in 1877, the boom was on. That's when the town of Bodhi popped up out of the nowheres. Now, the town of Bodhi was filled with miners. And miners are apparently uh, not the most courteous and humble of folk. 
And uh, apparently Bodie was a horrifying hellscape of rough and tumbling miners who come back out of the ground every day looking for nothing but a cold drink and a woman. And there was roughly <laughs> one to two shootings a week, if not more. Oh my god. <laughs> That's at least. So everybody's getting fucking shot in saloons. Uh, everybody's just like covered in earth. <laughs> So everything is just, like, dusty as fuck. Oh, my allergies. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, um, they're living in one of the harshest weather conditions in the United States. Like, it's, like I said, fucking bleak and horrible in the winter. So the snowfall would be so intense that men would spend the night in the saloons because they were inebriated. Uh, but they didn't drive home, so we can respect them for that. They didn't they kept have their horses tethered. <laughs> is it drunk driving if the horse is doing the driving? Uh, actually, there's no records of drunken, like, uh, cart driving. Mm-hmm. Um, but it could have resulted in death. You, you know, just like in general, yeah. like you could have been drunkenly maneuvering an animal and somehow, I don't, we don't. Like run fine. over a small child. Yeah, literally. Dude. Those horses were fucking big. Yeah. They still anyway, are. <laughs> they were. They've all been diluted down to mini horses now. I miss the past. So, uh, snow would fall would be so intense that the men who had slept at the saloons the night before would wake up, open the door into, uh, uh, practical wall of snow and get lost and die trying to find their way home and this town is only like a mile long so there's really not that many places to go and they would just die because of the snow you can't find your fucking way oh my god why would they leave the saloon i don't know you've got all you need there yeah just wait Yeah. Probably a woman. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) So, people were dying fucking left and right. Jesus. It's a rough and tumble crowd. And people think that the amount of violence, the amount of people that just fucking died there is also evidence of Bodhi's curse because they think that Bodhi is coming back to be like, hey, it's my fucking gold. Don't fucking touch my gold. Oh, yeah. It's my gold, and I'm going to make you all act in accordance with your personalities. (laughs) I guess that's the thinking on it. I'm not fully convinced on that part. It might be like The Shining where it just pulls in the certain people and just so that's actually part people do think that it's like a group effort it's not just Bodhi they think that the area itself is just like pulling them in fucking nasty and that there's something in this town like all the former people that have lived there and died there fucking died in the streets covered in goddamn snow are they don't want you to take anything from this place because they want to keep it and preserve it and fuck you and that sort of thing. They do think there's sort of a general oove. I I believe that and it sounds like bullshit, but I feel like there's some sort of like energy or vibration or something that's like happening in the land. People talk about when they 
go to those areas, when they go to visit Bodhi, essentially, mm-hmm. uh, people that don't even believe in curses or the paranormal at all will feel really uncomfortable and really unsettled. And it's not just because it's a old place. Because I've been to plenty of old places that haven't made me feel unsettled at all. And I've been to a few really old preserved places that make me feel like I'm walking through soup. And it, or that like someone is constantly looking over your shoulder. Like it just feels dense in there and almost makes you feel sick. Makes you feel like you're going to pass out. Um, and that is apparently what you're getting in Bode. Now, so that's it for the past section. Let's move to the present. Did they name it Bodhi, like, in the past when they were living there, or did they recently name it Bodhi? No, it was named Bodhi um, in the 1870s. So everyone so knew some- about this guy? apparently somehow they fucking found out like uh i guess he was the first person to really be there so maybe he was still there well he got did he get buried where'd he get buried yeah do they have if they're a rough and tumble crowd do they have a graveyard or do they just i think they throw the bodies as far as they could toss them (laughs) just bury them in snow what could go wrong (laughs) it's permanent well there for a long ass time apparently only 30 days out of the year it doesn't freeze that sucks i know so why even be there and actually that's exactly what happened eventually after a couple years the gold dries up in the area and the people there there's basically a mass exodus because they're like oh wow This place is fucking horrible. And now that there's no gold, why the fuck would I live here? That's somewhat similar to the way that I think about New York in terms of opportunity versus the actual daily experience of living here. (laughs) If there's a purpose to living there, you can tolerate it. If not, go somewhere else. There's so many nicer places. So many nicer places. Speaking of places, I got... Yeah. Um, I am on the job hunt, and I recently had an interview for a job at Mercer, which is a consulting firm that where mm-hmm. I would do actuary work. And, like, I got the interview because my mom knows some Mercer people, and they interviewed me for a position that's full, but they still wanted to talk with me because things change. But they interviewed me for a position in Kentucky. No. And he was trying to sell me on Kentucky. No. But apparently Louisville is beautiful. Well, so think about this. We do know there's a haunted cave system there. I'm coming for you. (laughs) Kentucky, Kentucky. here we come. (laughs) (laughs) The Camp Roanoke is going to Kentucky. Um... Yeah, go to Kentucky. I don't give a fuck. Anywhere that's closer to where I live. I don't... <laughs> shit. You can move to Ohio. Uh, some parts um, of Ohio are even nice. <laughs> like, you can... <laughs> what a glowing review! <laughs> some parts are even tolerable. Well, I mean, LeBron lives there. So, like, <laughs> there's gotta be some nice areas. No. Oh boy, LeBron. I'm, well, I mean, if he can tolerate it. <laughs> He also gets so much money to tolerate it. Yeah, so he probably lives in, like, the nicest place ever. I think he lives in Bath, Ohio? Stop. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious. I think that's a real place. Oh, God. Yeah. So. I mean, I live in Lubbock. I can't say anything. <laughs> yeah, fucking seriously. Move to Kentucky. Shit. Move to fucking Vermont. Don't move to Vermont. You'll die plans, in a snowbank. I have plans that um, when I'm an old woman, me and Anna are going to have a, a vacation home in Vermont. Aww. Yeah. What My mom and her friends from college literally just like two weekends ago went to one of their vacation homes in Vermont. So, I mean, it's achievable. Just marry a surgeon, though. Okay. Roger, (laughs) (laughs) you're becoming a surgeon. He was going to be a surgeon, but his family has a history of shaky hands. So his hands wouldn't be steady enough. Ugh. I couldn't, I couldn't even be a fucking dentist. I don't want to. That's literally the worst of all of them. Why would you I start there? I feel like there? a surgeon is worse than a dentist. We can't talk about this. We're Sorry, talking about right. Bodie, California. You're right. Sorry. <laughs> so, like I said, if you take something away from the ghost town, you get bad luck. Or so the curse goes. Residents of the nearby areas are very aware of this curse. And one woman... Like, just a random resident of a nearby town received a letter just, like, addressed to Bodie, California, and it just had a nail in it with no explanation. Oh, my God. The park employees have a file four inches thick of letters from people sending things back. (gasps) Some of the stories are really intense and unfortunate. This one time, this guy from Bishop, California... Wanted to, he called, he approached the employees finding out, is there a way that he could, he could send something back? Because years, I think years ago, he, um, his mom, he wanted to get his mother a piano because his mom played the piano, but they couldn't afford one. And he was like, well, I know where there's a fucking piano. This ghost town, Bodie, California, let's just go take it. This was before it was a state park, so it wasn't protected. So him and a buddy just got into a truck, drove down to Bodie, loaded up a goddamn piano. Now, sounds like a foolproof idea. Bringing home a a 200-year-old, 250-year-old piano (laughs) for your mother. Um, It's filled with possum skeletons, Mom, but I'm sure it plays just fine. The ivories are the bones of possum's past. What a curious object that would make. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So they took it back. And uh, then after that, car accidents, divorce, death. His daughter's diagnosed with leukemia. (gasps) Is it the guy that, is it both of them that are experiencing stuff? No, it's just the one who who took it back. So he's like, fuck this shit. That was enough for him to say, I'm bringing that fucking piano back. And if you won't take it, I'll leave it in the parking lot. That's what he told them. He was like, I'm not also question mark a parking lot at a ghost town. But I guess that <laughs> you got to you have to accommodate you have to park somewhere people to park. That's very, very funny to me. Um, yeah. So he was just like, I don't care what you say. I am taking this piano back. And if you will not willingly take it, I'm just going to drop it off. Force it back on me. You can't. It's a piano. <laughs> Um, so they took it and they never heard from him again. Even people that don't believe in the curse 
say, I wouldn't fuck with it. I wouldn't fuck with it. Tons but I of people it. come and visit and they're like, I'm not going to take anything. I lectured my kids not to take anything because I don't believe in any paranormal shit. But, you know, I'm not going to fucking test it like shit. Like, because the only, <laughs> if you tested it, there's no potential good outcome. Yeah. Nothing the only, good can come The only from options are you remain the same or terrible things yeah. happen. So it's like, when those are the only options, why would you ever? Unless, here's an alternative. Mm-hmm. You're going needful things. You're going to open a store where all of your objects just fuck with people. It was a, Why well, in we Needful Things, it was a guy and he would sell things that, like, appealed Wait, very specific. Needful Things? It's a Stephen King novel movie. But he would sell people things and it would, like, appeal to them very specifically and then it would just fuck with their lives. It's like, this will make you beautiful, but then oh. you'll die bald. Just, <laughs> I don't know. Just. Yes. Yeah, that sounds awesome. That's like, a, a, reminds me of an episode of Goosebumps, like, 19... 19- uh 90s goosebumps mm. where oh it might be 80s where where this girl was like i want oh wait no this was recent this was recent because they rebooted goosebumps in the early 2000s and uh which everyone should watch on netflix very fun very fun i've been saving the, it for a rainy day every okay number one there are so many episodes you oh, are there you don't, yes oh okay. there's okay. like 50 per each version you don't you don't have to save this you can binge the fuck out of it but there's no reason you would want to because the end of every episode is just like hey fuck you for watching nothing is what it seems like there's this one episode (laughs) where it starts out and you think it's like a uh like a werewolf at a summer camp and then it's like it's like everyone turns into a werewolf or everyone gets taken and this one kid is just left alone and then at the end he, like, makes one hard decision, and then everyone's like, wow, great job. And then everyone he thought was disappeared came back, and they were all just like, well, it looks like you passed. Like, And then his parents come out of nowhere, and they're like, you can join us on our, like, top secret military expedition, because we know that your heart's in the right place. And then, and then, at the very end, they're like, you can come with us to a faraway place called Earth. so then it just zooms out and they're on another fucking planet and it's like why the fuck did i just watch this if literally nothing fucking matters every single episode is like that it's like hey fuck you for paying attention how dare you watch this show (laughs) the twists i love that are so nasty and random as fuck so, okay, I gotta watch it. You have to watch Goosebumps, guys. It's like a children's um, Twilight Zone. Yes. But not, like, childlike. But uh, anyway, this one time, this girl was like, I want to be beautiful. And then she went in this antique shop, and she's like, look at this dress. This dress will make you beautiful. And then it, like, fucked her up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So that's the story of one man's experience. <laughs> Just passionate page turning. Just flap that around. Then, oh, and then the the like employee there shows that they had just like received a box like that day. She opened it. The letter said that 
that they should have returned all this stuff where it had come from. And it was just like a box of like glass that they had taken. Then a woman, yeah, the like, the woman who, like the park ranger person who was talking was just like, yeah, we get letters about, you know, every day boxes, people send stuff back, you know, pretty constantly. And, you know, I try to warn them at the beginning, but, you know, they never listen and people always send stuff back. So then there's this woman, Carissa Gardner, mother of three. Uh, they decided to do something fun and different, um, for vacation. So they decided to take a trip to Bodie. Before they got there, she had lectured her family really intensely. Do not take one motherfucking thing Good. from this place. Good mom. Do not. We are not fucking with this. And if you fucking do this, I will kill you. Mm-hmm. She literally said she threatened their lives. So <laughs> she sounds like a really good mom. And she was like, I don't believe in anything paranormal, but we are not fucking tempting fate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She, mm, she knows. Good. Go moms. Everywhere. So she had lectured fucking everybody. But... On their way home, they had spent the entire day there, which honestly sounds fantastic. Wandering around a ghost town, a real ghost town, which I've never actually been to, sounds so cool. I want, I want. This should be on our list of like haunted places to visit because I would fucking love to go there. Yes. And I wouldn't take anything because I'm not a goddamn chump. (laughs) (laughs) So, so it's the end of the day. Mm Mm-hmm. And she gets this, like, twinge in her back. She goes to bed that night thinking it'll go to wa- go away in the morning. But it's worse in the morning. Oh. Has to go to a back doctor. Turns out she had, like, a rotated disc slipped out of, you know. Ah. Right. <laughs> so they have to fix it. So she gets prescribed. She gets a couple Valium. The next day, he wants her totally relaxed. So her muscles are all relaxed so he can fix it. She takes the Valium that whole night. She feels super stressed and anxious. She's in pain. She's tensing up. It's making her back worse. She feels horrible. Her eyes are hurting. All this shit. Turns out she's having a... Only like a few people have the super rare response to Valium. It has basically the opposite effect. Oh! (laughs) Yeah. So she's all fucked up. Oh, God. Then her kids are having a fun... You know, I hate them all. Clean, good, fun afternoon playing with one of their EpiPens. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, kids. What? What? I spent almost 10 hours in the constant companionship of a child yesterday. <sighs> well, I work with dogs. Well, then, we both understand. At least a dog can't. Break your heart. Make you fucking fit. Yeah, well, the dog can't <laughs> break your heart. No, I just can't do it when kids like make me feel like a servant. I'm like, mm. I know how thick a Harry Potter book is because I've been reading them since before you were born, little boy. You can't disagree with me on this. Oh my god! I don't like when they try and be like, no, I don't have to do this. Mom says I don't. Or I can't eat this. I'll be sick. And so you just don't want to. And you're trying to play me. <laughs> I've been around the block, child. I've read a lot of Harry Potter. Yeah. Don't fucking come for me. <laughs> anyway, so the kid is playing with a fucking EpiPen, accidentally gives himself an allergy shot. Oh hand. my god. <laughs> Kids. So they fucking rush him to the emergency room. Luckily, the medicine itself did not dispense, which 
sounds like a problem. Sounds like you need a better yeah. EpiPen. <laughs> but Maybe don't luckily, play with your medicine. <laughs> but luckily, um, so he was fine because okay, he didn't get just like a crazy dose of antihistamines, which I don't know what that would do to someone yeah, who was not way. having a reaction. I feel like you should be okay. I don't know. So, then her daughter is climbing up a tree and she falls down and the mom knows immediately she's broken her arm. That's three ER visits in 10 days since they visited Bodhi. Oh my God. So, I at first I was like, well, this just sounds like a bunch of stupid shit kind of in a row. Like, maybe your back was just hurting because you were walking around all day. Like, yeah. and it just kind of triggered it or all this stuff. But it, when I found out that it was within a 10-day period, yeah, I was like, whoa, that fucking sucks. That's, yeah, that's a lot. Only then to find that I think, oh, God, I think it was like her husband <gasps> had like taken something. That bastard. <laughs> <laughs> This whole time. Yeah, I think she had something. So she immediately sent it back and tidied that shit up and everything was fine. Oh my god. Yep. So, not only do people think that Bodhi itself is cursed, they also have plenty of reason to believe that it's fucking haunted. There's a schoolhouse there. And uh, they they just walked up to the, the documentary people for the Weather Channel just walked up to like some people in like a library or like a cafe and she was like, you know what? I had a friend that they found this woman and she was like, actually I have a friend who her and her husband were visiting Bodie and uh, they were in the schoolhouse and they kept hearing the sounds of children running around and playing and the sounds of children's laughter. And they asked the tour guide if there were any children around and the tour guide said they were the only couple that were visiting at the time. There were no children around at all. Uh. A common thing is that people hear footsteps when there's nobody. Uh. And music. People hear music coming from the buildings when there's nobody there. The employee that has been taking us through this whole time, she said that she's heard music from the buildings twice when there's been nobody there. Uh. Yep. Then... So they must have, like, a house on premises, like, where people can stay and, like, it's actually, like, furnished and, like, nice. And uh, they had a fundraiser, like a woman who raises funds, uh, oh. visiting. Uh, yeah, they didn't have an event. <laughs> they hosted a human woman. Uh, and she was staying in that house, I think, or she was just walking around in it. And then she gets, uh, she was walking up the stairs and she gets pushed from behind and falls on her hands <gasps> onto the stairs. And there was no one behind her, but she was physically pushed up the I've, stairs. I've fallen upstairs many a time. Well, apparently she did. Oh. And either she's too ashamed to admit that she just fell, <laughs> but uh, but then she was invited back to that place to stay for another like event or something, no. and uh, and she said she was never coming near that house again. Smart. Yep. She's not wanted. Yep. My God. And just the fact that the buildings of Bodhi are still there. That's insane. Is frankly unusual because the wild extreme weather in the area should have taken that shit down. Yeah, like I'm sure they were ago. shoddily made. Yeah. So, well, I mean, it's the past. Yeah. <laughs> Sawdust the- and 
Good intentions. <laughs> Sawdust and Good Intentions is the first of my Americana <laughs> albums. <laughs> Sawdust and Good Intentions, we met out in the water. So. Oh my god, that's perfect. <laughs> Thanks, I'm a natural musician. So, apparently, according to a meteorologist, and they reference several, <laughs> uh, they were just like, the extreme weather of the fucking area, like the huge, the extreme heat coupled with the extreme cold, the amount of snowfall, the shit that happens. There is no reason that these structures should stay. Like, there is no reason that they Even should the be. the weather knows. Yeah. The weather always knows. And, uh, yeah, there's no reason for them to exist, oh essentially. God. But they do. They continue on. Held together by the fabric of the mysteries of the past. <laughs> um so if you should ever have the impulse to visit um the best ghost town in the united states don't take anything with you because it might wreak havoc on your (laughs) what if you take something and you lose it fuck what if you take it and you throw it away and it like goes to the dump are you still cursed, or is the curse with it? I probably you're still cursed. That that sucks. Yeah, I do believe in curses, but I believe in curses that are like intentionally set. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know if he would have enough knowledge of curses to have set spiritual one. chutzpah. Yeah, to uh, to get something like that to curse an entire. <laughs> Although I mean, God, he devoted his life to That's exploring true. that area. He spent nine years trying to find fucking gold before he did. Like, this is someone who has put his entire life, blood, sweat, and tears yeah. into finding gold in this area, only to have it boom without him into this violent den of vipers. His modern Sodom and Gomorrah. His ghostly energy could have just been like there building bitterness. Perhaps. And then obviously you've got like two people dying a day. Like not a day. A week (laughs) in Bodhi and then just like random people just like laid out in snowbanks. Like there's a lot of negativity up in there. And nothing against, like, minors, but if I learned what I did from from Zoolander, you know, like, minors aren't, like, really nice. (laughs) They're just Vince Vaughn. (laughs) It's Vince Vaughn and um, uh, Angelina Jolie's dad. Yeah. Fuck. Why can I not remember his name? But they all had, like, the same hair. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was so good. It was so good. Yeah. Anyway, so Bodie, California, ghost town. It's cursed. It's also haunted. Um, if you ever find yourself on the wrong side of the Sierra Nevada mountain range, <laughs> you know As where to one go. Does. <laughs> yeah, it's the flirty side. So the <laughs> the flirty side of California. California is a prospecting nightmare. <laughs> oh my god. Spoopy. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I think so. I love it. Brought to you by the Weather Channel. Uh oh. Mm mm. 
Anyway, <laughs> if you have a scary story that you would like to send us, send it to us at letters to camp at gmail.com. We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. You can give us a rating, a review, and a subscription here on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. We have merch at Redbubble. You can get a tote bag. You can get a pencil case. <laughs> Everything to go back to school. <laughs> you can get uh, a mug. All this cool stuff. I'm drinking out of my Scary Stories mug right now. Um, Yeah, I think that's it, right? Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for more. Yep. <laughs> Got it? Yeah. Uh, all right. I guess that's... <laughs> Y'all have a spooky night, you hear? Filled with restless dreams of haunted things. Bye. Bye. Phantom Podcast Network on downrightcreepy.com. Follow us on iTunes and SoundCloud for more creepy shows. <laughs>